Welcome to the Dorset Growth Hub podcast. You are listening to Series 2, Episode 11. I'm Richard Byrne from Dorset Growth Hub. In this episode, I am speaking with Justin Cohen, Head of Commercial at Actasense. Paul-based Actasense are now a market leader in manufacturing intelligent marine electronic products. In this episode, we chat about innovation, what it means to the team at Actasense, and what it means from Justin from a marketing and sales perspective. This podcast is supported by Bournemouth University, and we're delighted to confirm that the BU Business School has been successful in obtaining the Small Business Charter Award. The BU Business Society have submitted some questions to ask Justin at the end of this episode. So if you enjoy the episode, please subscribe, and we'd love you to leave a review. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to this next episode of the DGH podcast. My name is Rich Byrne and I am joined today by Justin Cohen from Actorsense. Hi, Justin. Hi, Rich. Good to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. It is a beautiful day outside. This studio great. is pretty warm mm. already. We're missing out the blue skies outside. I know, I know, I know. Let's wrap this up quick and we can get out <laughs> get to, to the, the beach. beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, look, it's brilliant to, to have you here. I, We've known each other for quite a few years mm. now, so this is a real, real nice thing to be able to intertwine what we know about each other and then what, what we're going to learn probably about Actorsense, really. I yeah. do know a bit about Actorsense and what you guys do. But today really is about us just having a chat so people better understand what Actorsense are kind of about. But this comes under the umbrella of our Innovation Month. Yeah. So each month we're doing different kind of categories to try and communicate different versions of these things that we all talk about in the business world and this month it's is what innovation. is innovation oh justin you went there already <laughs> <laughs> so firstly i think for those that don't know you that we listen to this do you want to tell us a bit about you justin and your kind of background and then a bit about actorsense and what sure. that's all about yeah I, I mean i actually joined actorsense just under a couple of years ago in a full-time capacity and the reason i say that is because about 10 years ago i used to run their pr so I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, you oh, know, wow. it's, it's, it's weird. It's like coming, coming back home. And what's really cool is actually, the, I mean, the team back then was about I don't know, 10 or 11 people and, you know, there's 30 of us now. So, so there's been, I mean, the company's really grown in, in, in that time. A lot of those faces are still there from, from back then. So, I mean, it just, you know, it shows how these people, you know, everyone's been kind of whole held together and, and, and carried on working and, and just grown kind of exponentially. Wowzer. So I didn't know that. See, I knew I'd learn already. In the first <laughs> minute, I've already learned something new. Yeah. So your, your background, Justin, so it's PR. PR, marketing. Yeah. yeah in, in, you know, sailing I'm, the I'm world. Sailing the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I met my wife uh, on a cruise ship about 15 years ago. And then she's from Bournemouth originally. So I was told where I was going to live. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then we, um, we, when we settled here, it was about 2009. And yeah, as I say, kind of fell into a few, few different marketing roles and, and everything's kind of progressed and led on. And my life as, as by happy accident has led me back to Actisense. <laughs> <laughs> There's another series coming out called Justin Sells Around the World and the stories he's got to tell you about being on cruise ships. You may have to tell some of those anonymously, to be honest with you. <laughs> but brilliant. So tell us a bit then about Actisense. Who are they? What do they do? So... Actisense, I mean, Actisense is, is our brand name. Actually, 99% of the world know us as Actisense. The, the company is actually called Active Research. And our founder, Phil White, has started the company almost as a, as a consultancy first. And then after a few years, the Actisense brand was born. And 
many products and services have have been developed obviously in that time and we you know 20 something years down the line and that's now the the what we're known for is the hardware and the software side of things and in what sector what are we talking about predominantly in in the marine sector i think what's been exciting over the last little while is uh, is discovering that actually the the application of our products falls uh, and works particularly well in in other vertical markets. So we've started to do stuff, for example, in the agriculture field. But the the what we're most known for, I suppose, is the, is the marine sector. Okay, so there's a bit of diversification happening. Is Absolutely. That, is that in the past eighteen months? Or are we talking before that? Yeah, it's it certainly started then. I mean, to be honest, there was a there was a project way back, certainly before I was working with the company full time. But the the product that we put into some buses in Australia. So actually, the 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 buffering of information that could then be uh, read by bus, you know, route planners and that sort of thing. Um, so the application for the, for our product was used in in that sector. It's not been used in that sector since, but mm-hmm. it just shows that it's you know the application is there. It's potential. So give us an example of one of the I don't know. Let's say your favorite product, okay. sense. What what does it look like? What is it? What so, do, what can it do? What, when you think of a boat and you think that all the electronics on a boat benefit by being able to read different bits of information from each other. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time people are stood in front of what's called an MFD, a multifunction display, and that can read different bits of information, whether it's navigational information or engine information or whatever the case is. What is interesting is that our products are not the GPS or they are not the screen itself, but it's the integrator bit in between and actually allows that information to be sent from one device to another mm-hmm. and helps those devices being able to do what they need to do okay. to give people you know, the safest and most efficient journeys that they can have. So if you think of, I mean, one of, our, one of the products that we're most well-known for uh, is a device that literally converts data from one, I call it one flavor of, of data to another. So there's mm-hmm. data in the marine world called NMEA, and there's two different variants or key variants of, of that data. But if your one product is talking one language and your other product's talking another language, they can't talk to each other. That's where actually our product comes in and says, this is the conversion. And actually now your two products can speak quite seamlessly. So that's where the cookery happens. I mean, you've got to tie this all back to food. You mentioned flavors, Justin. Oh, it's it's all happens. The magic in the kitchen. (laughs) Great. So as we touched on earlier, and I think Justin stated the question, what is innovation? That's a good question, I think, to lead with into the kind of the topic. So Let's not, okay, let's not ask the question, what is innovation? Because that is so broad. And a funny thing, actually, we used to have an innovation specialist that used to work in the Growth Hub. Uh, Hi, Nigel, if you're listening to this. (laughs) Uh, But that was always the funny question on a Friday morning meeting. So, Nigel, what is innovation? And then each time you'd have a different sentence or a different phrase for it. But I guess, what does it mean to to you then and and act Mm. a sense? Let's have your version of it and we'll go from that. You know, I think my, my view on innovation and the company's view on innovation are pretty closely aligned in that. You're finding new and exciting ways to solve the challenges that your customers have. But because technologies are changing all the time, you're constantly having to rethink and evolve the products and, and services that, we, that we're creating. So that is what I would say it is for us to innovate. There's a great book called Loon Shots by um, Safi Bacol, and they talk about two different types of innovation. Mm-hmm. There's what they call franchise innovations so where you have a product and then you just you're reiterating and reiterating and reiterating and that's important because your customers are forever giving you feedback and they're forever telling you 
what they really like or what they really need sure. or what I mean, challenges. IPhone, iPhone is a great Complete. example, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, whatever they're on now, iPhone 12. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Plus the operating system, yeah. which is then a whole other beast. But yeah. Completely. It's... But then you've got what they call loonshot innovation. And this is where there's no rules. And you're almost thinking at it from a completely different point of view. I'll give you an example. One of our latest products is called a Teru. It's it's a smart universal terminator. And what it does is it's a little seven centimeter piece of kit that sits at the end of an electronics network. And in the past, terminators, all they ever did was they they did exactly that. They they were terminating resistor at the end of a network, right? So we thought one of the big problems is that you've got male and female connectors. So why don't we make something that's universal so it can be male or female? Mm-hmm. So it means that installers only have to go out with one terminator in their, in their bag when they're going to do installs. And then we thought, actually, we could put some intelligence in there. So we can put a, put a bit of smart technology in there, which will read and understand and measure, the, understand the voltage on a network. Ooh. So that means if there's an LED on the, on the Teru, which is glowing red, mm-hmm. it tells someone immediately if there's a, if there's a problem. So, you know, there's a voltage problem on the network. Where if it's glowing green, great, happy days, it's all good. Oh, I love this. Because, yeah. I, I mean, this is a world, I mean, I, we have done a little bit of work with ActorSense um, over, over the years. So I know a little bit about what kind of goes on, but I love this exploring into this micro <laughs> kind of world of, of technology and how things work. It's excellent. But that, this, this is where, I mean, so you, you consider like there's loads of innovation that we can do with the existing products that we have. And then there's this whole, I mean, you, if you speak to Phil, our CEO, he will he will show you his arm and this product potential, this roadmap of things that we could create is longer than his arm. It's sure. just there are so many cool things that we can still do and are going to do. And you know, there's there's stuff in the pipeline, there's things I can't talk about right now, but there's things that <gasps> no, hang on, Justin. No, let's go back. Let's go back. You can't talk about I'll come how back. Do I, how I'll to come get back. this out of I'll it. come back in there's four- ice cream outside if you Oh, well now you mentioned ice cream. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's things that are in development right now and some really cool tools. There are some things that will be in development now that I can talk about, you know, we're developing and things that we, we innovate right now, things like the ways to, to better be able to diagnose issues on a, on a boat network. I think as a brand, one of the, one of the things we want to try and do is just be that the most helpful company that, that exists in our space. And we're able to do that by not just providing the products and services that we sell, but actually these other kind of ancillary tools that we can have and say to people, look, use these. We've created loads of bits of software that exists on our website. People can download them. They're free of charge to use for any boater. And these little tools are going to be the things that help people understand their, their data better. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that we, we're having a, a dipping our toes into, if you will, is the world of cloud computing. And actually now we, we're starting something called the ActiSense Cloud where people will be able to upload these log files from from their network. And if you imagine that that log file can then be converted into something like a GPX file, so something like Google Maps will be able to show you exactly your route that you were boating. If you're a fisherman and you're looking at that data, you can plot your route more effectively. You can be more efficient with your time. You can have safer journeys along the way. These things are going to make real differences to people. And I think those are the bits of innovation that won't necessarily be product-related, but we'll actually end up helping people just as much. Getcha. So I, I'm, I'm starting to visualize this because I occasionally watch those fishing programs. <laughs> yeah. There's one, I think we get, well, we're going on holiday there in a couple of days down in Lou, is it? I think they, they, they filmed a series. It might be a bit further right. on the coast, but 
seen the fishermen there using those systems and you think, wow. But you realize, like just like we said, the productivity level. Yeah. It's not only the safety factor. These guys are amazing. And they proper really scientists themselves. Yeah, right? they are. I mean, impressive. Yeah. You know, how they how they are logistically coordinating the most efficient routes, combating competition. Yeah. You know, and let alone dealing with stuff like Brexit and all of that. Yeah. But it's amazing how the technology you can just see if that's invested in for them. Yeah. Right? And if they can spend that time understanding what they've done in previous journeys and how they can improve those efficiencies, they're going to end up making more money for themselves and, and you know, keeping their crews safe and all that sort of thing. Brilliant. Well, just at that, I reckon you have really exemplified a version of innovation that I think is really interesting. I love those two elements that you talked about. I've gone from my head already, but Lunar Shot and... Yeah, Loon Shots and Franchises. And French, yeah, that's yeah. excellent. That's a good learning curve, that one. I like those. If we just progress this on a little bit, I'm actually going to shoehorn in here. And I have to, I'm li- you can't see this, but I am holding my hands up. And that's mm. and then shoehorning was going to be my next go-to That's action. a weird <laughs> shape you're making there, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> but I touched on the fact that we've worked with uh, Actisense. And I say yeah. when we've worked with, so the services that we provide, you know, when the time has been right and we feel it's relevant. I know I've liaised with Justin on things that we could offer to support through our funded yeah. programs. And one of those has been, well, a couple of different things is, is our grant program. Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know if you wanted to just touch on kind of what that was for you guys and, and yeah. where it is now. Because so, it's good to show you that progression for others that might be interested in, in the grant program. Completely. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying this because you're here, but the, the, the Growth Hub's been really helpful to us in a, in oh, a number of ways. It. Well, I mean, I didn't say you personally. <laughs> I said the Growth Hub. Um, but the, the, the guys, the guys that have introduced us to things like these digital transformation workshops, where we were able to, you know, sit basically with our whole senior management team and... That was great because that facilitated the ideas in a in a really structured way, and then helped us prioritize where we kind of best spending our efforts. And and a few of the things that were identified in there were like how we can make use of better kind of operational software, and that is where again then the the growth hub stepped in and said, well, here's a here's a bit of money to actually take that idea, run with it forward, and that that's actually in in the works now. We're working with a company who's helping us develop that. And it's things like it's helping with stock control, it's helping with warehousing, barcoding. It's going to have a massive effect on how we have that ability to then scale and grow, which obviously then has a knock-on effect on how we can grow our team locally further as well. Brilliant. And that actually, that service that we actually did in, in partnership with a company called Digital Edge, you're actually based over in uh, near Brighton Way. Yeah. And they do a lot of work with Coast Capital Growth Hub. But we saw what they were doing, and I, and I know Coast Capital Growth Hub really well, and if you people there and they really recommended them because of this product alone and it actually was funded partly through us but uh, it was innovate uk also yeah it was part funded uh, th- i think that that program has stopped now but we're looking to kind of reinvent it because you you are a great example of where we're able to bring that in use their processes to unearth a load of different needs and and you know i've witnessed over the years where that sort of scenario can happen but there's no then follow-on to that it's a great yeah. exercise but us to then link in that grant, say, well, if you're going to do one of these things, this can bolt on. It wasn't just theoretical. I really should name check um, Stephen Barr, the guy who who ran the workshop for us, yeah. because what he was able to do, as I say, he was able to help us prioritize what we ought to be doing first, kind of where's the low-hanging fruit. And there's there's a whole list of other things that we could be doing in future as well. So I think that uh, well, under that umbrella of kind of digital transformation, this is just one strand of it. Good. And it was good to see firsthand. So, I, you know, I'm I'm... With the work I'm doing with the Growth Hub, WSX Enterprise, we've got a new contract in the Southeast region. Digital transformation is, is something that's talked about a hell of a lot. I don't like the term, actually, if I'm mm. honest, because it, mean, it means so much it, and it means so little to everyone. It's pretty but, vague, yeah. But for me, this was this was it firsthand. It was, it was seeing 
how you could transform your business, but digital play a part in that. It wasn't necessarily, let's try and shoehorn in digital stuff to make (laughs) it all work better and get all excited by the tech. Yeah. Brilliant. If we progress this on then, so we've talked about kind of product innovation in a way and got a sort of insight into your world at ActorSense, how that all works and looks like. So, mm-hmm. But your area of specialism is marketing. Yeah. What does that look like then for you in terms of marketing innovation? Is that a thing? I don't know if I've just invented a yeah. term. Yeah. And do you know what? I think the last 18 months has really kind of shone a light on how companies have had to innovate their marketing. So for example, face-to-face marketing, if you want to call it that, things like trade shows and boat shows and things that we would do kind of year in, year out, stopped like that on a dime. Yeah. So we, we had this you know, we, we had budgets set aside for all these sorts of things. And we thought, well, we can't just do nothing. <laughs> so what we've ended up doing is looking at how can we do more intelligence gathering? So how can we use tools, whether we're using things like, you know, Google Analytics or using SEMrush or using Answer the Public. We've spent a lot of resource and time in understanding our market better. We then look at what do we do with that? So what's, I mentioned things like tools and software that we would like to create to, to engage our audience. But there's a lot of common questions and there's a lot of coming through our tech support team and all that sort of thing. So what sort of content can we create? So we've invested heavily. We, we created this entire knowledge base on our, on our website. So that forms kind of the foundation. We also have a chatbot that's in production at the moment. And actually, this is something that we work with Bournemouth University on. And they, it's a brilliant, this knowledge transfer partnership. And they are helping us by taking this knowledge that sits in this knowledge base and giving it to users in a, in a really smart way. And so that's, as I say, that's in development now. We're also looking at other online tools. I mentioned things like the ActiSense Cloud. So rather than just looking at these kind of virtual shows, which I must be honest, I did a few of them in the last year. They blow a bit hot and cold for me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Some of them were not bad, but I won't say any of them were particularly great. And now we've thought, actually, this is a better way to spend our, spend our resource. So you're kind of, you've kind of created that, what you would create for a trade show. And let's imagine that in its physical entity where you've got, you know, you're putting investment in time in and resources for you know, big stands mm-hmm. in big, you know, it might be Excel buildings in London or whatever yeah. or around the world, right? And and then it's, uh, you know, you have a, a group of people who are invited in and yeah, that's a trade show model, isn't it? But what you've done is, is reinvest that money into your own shop window in a way, but yeah. a place where finding ways to get them over the welcome mat. I mean, we've we've done things like we've written a couple of ebooks. Again, these are all things that we can give to our audience at no cost, but it just means that we're finding ways to engage them and educate them about what what is possible in in our little niche of the world. Investing your own content, isn't it? Yeah. And digital content yeah. is, is really what you've done. Massively. I mean, other things that we've done in the last year, we we were lucky enough to have uh, you know a few really good partnerships we were involved in sponsoring a lady called Pepe who's local to pool and um, she undertook this ridiculous um, single-handed challenge the Sponde globe which you know single-handed sailing around the world in in three months and being involved in that is is really cool and actually we did a we did a video with Pep and she was while she was actually sailing on her boat showing people the electronics that she's got on board and that sort of thing so there are some fun and cool ways that you can show people what you're doing rather than just kind of putting out, you know, putting out a, a, a statement or whatever. Sure. She's doing it again, isn't she? She's doing it again. Is it next year? or the uh, No, it's every four. I think 2024 is the next one. 2024. But wow. the, the amount of work and admin and sure. stuff, I mean, she, she is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. She did a talk. She was first saying on a journey, she was trying to get businesses kind of engaged in what she was doing. And 
I mean, it was just inspiring. I mean, she she hated being there to do the talk. You know, if anyone's met her, that that wasn't her thing at the time. I'm sure she's got a lot better at now and and, and really embraces it. But it, she yeah. was really honest and said, "This is this is not what I'm good at." But as soon as she started talking about what she was about to do, everyone was just gripped. She's because, good at what she she's wow. good at what she does. I mean, she's yeah. I think she's the eighth woman in history to complete that race. It's it's um, yeah, she's made history. It's amazing, brilliant. In terms of innovation. We've talked about product. We talked to kind of about marketing. So I guess let's look at the kind of the future for for you guys and what does what does that kind of look like for for Actisense? Yeah, I think as I said, the the roadmap that we have, we have a, a really long product roadmap anyway, and we've got some some loon shot ideas of of things that we'd like to roll out. But like with anything, with any innovation, you know, it goes through the conceptualization. It goes, you know, once stuff's coming to market, it goes through alpha testing, goes to our trusted customers to test out first. It then goes through a, a round of beta testing. And there's a lot of work and a lot of kinks that, that obviously work are worked out before it's, it's brought to general release. So there's a lot of work to do with each element and with each innovation that comes out. But yeah, there's, there's a long product list. There's, I think, a lot of cool stuff we can do with the AxiSense Cloud and a lot, of, a lot of potential for that platform. We're doing a lot focusing on on some of the the efficiencies that we can make as a company we've done a lot of environmental work so our director Michelle she uh, focuses a lot on, on how we can make our building for example as as energy efficient as it can be um, we've got this cool partnership with a, a company called ecology and basically what we've established is every product that we that every order that comes in we will plant a tree for every order that comes in and we've already planted something like 1500 trees this year in the last six months so it's great and it, again it shows a real kind of tangible, impact that we can have so we've become a, a climate positive workforce i wonder where that forest came from in <laughs> pool <laughs> you decided to put it in your back garden <laughs> brilliant justin okay and we're gonna we're gonna sort of just round this this off now we're um we're trying to keep these these podcast episodes in this new series slightly shorter because we've been looking at statistics and it suggests that if they're shorter mm-hmm. people engage in more and actually listen to more podcasts so they don't want to hear us rabbiting on. No, they don't want to hear us going off on tangents, which I've worked really hard not to do today. And you've been brilliant, Justin, at keeping it on track. Thank you. That's all right. But I guess it's, it's, this isn't innovation related. It's maybe just a, it's a question to you, Justin, because of the times that we are in and sort of been asking most people who've come into these studios, uh, the podcast lab studios here in, in Westbourne, just in terms of the last 18 months, and this doesn't necessarily have to be work related, but it can mm. be. What's been the sort of best and worst parts for you? Yeah, listen, it's it's been a strange, it's been a strange period. I think the worst parts for me were not being able to do any of the face to face stuff, and that that includes just being in the office with your colleagues. You know, you you miss out on those those incidental conversations, and sometimes those are like the springboards for for some of the best innovation. And then we've said about you know things like trade shows not being able to go ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the worst bit. The good bits were. A little bit more balance in terms of being able to you know, obviously see my family yeah. more at home. So there was there was a bit more of that, and then I had a bit of a bit of a health binge over the last year. So I dropped about three stone in weight. So. And he's looking great, people, for it. Thank you, mate. <laughs> um, so that's that that's been good, and that's that was probably long overdue. But after after a career working in hospitality for a bit, um, <laughs> I probably needed to shed a few. Uh, I think that as the world kind of comes round there's going to be much more of a balance and that whether that's with working conditions, you know, as, as a business, we are at the moment working, you know, a couple of days in the office and a couple of days at home a week. So sure. 
It's good and it feels right at, at this moment in time. And for Accessense as a business, the last 18 months roughly, is it, it's been a really cha- difficult time financially or has it been okay? Is- you, I, think as a, I think as an industry, we've been luckier than many. Mm-hmm. I won't say there haven't been you know casualties and, and, and things like that. I think as a business, we again were particularly lucky. The team worked really hard. And I mean, they've, the, you know, our, actually our, our year on year, we actually saw a growth of I think it was about six percent. So Brilliant. obviously our, our anticipated our hoped growth was was going to be higher than that, but just to have grown in the last year was was fantastic, and that's a that's a credit to to everyone in the business. And I think that's the plan for the year ahead. There's still challenges, and there's you know there's there's things that we still need to kind of overcome. There's a lot of global supply shortages, which anyone in manufacturing at the moment will be will will understand. Um, so I think that we will work hard to overcome those, and yeah. Long road ahead of growth, hopefully. So part of our partnership that we have on the podcast is with Bournemouth University. And we always get some questions, Justin, that come in from some students, which we always quite like. Ideally, we'd have them in the studio asking these, hmm. but because of the times we're in, that that hasn't happened. So yeah, we're going to hear for some questions and they're, they're going to pose those to you, Justin. So here we go. With technology ever developing and changing, how often would you say are you updating your current offering? So our products have to continue to evolve because... The technology and the opportunity to include new technology is forever evolving. For example, we've got customers who are asking for us to include Bluetooth technology in one of our products. Now, obviously, that technology has been around for a while, but it's not something that we've included before. And as new technology opens itself up, we will then have the opportunity to include those new technologies. Is there a ceiling to what technology in your current industry can do? I don't think there is. And I think that because technology is changing so rapidly, as soon as you think you've cracked one nut, there's a new challenge to crack. And that in itself will drive the development of of the new technology. So the one is having an impact on the other. So it's kind of a vicious circle, which is great because it just means there's always innovation that can happen in the space. Can you break down for us how a manufacturer like ActiSense may work with another business in another country? Is there a general process to follow or can it simply start from a cold email? Good question. I mean, we have we have customers around the globe in well over, you know, well over 50 countries around the world and I think that those relationships are developed in different ways. We we've, we've had people approach us with cold emails that have led to some great partnership work, vice versa as well. I think a lot of the time there's great sort of communal spaces and and I talk about things like trade shows and boat shows in particular. They're amazing places to meet people because you get a first-hand account of exactly the, the type of challenge that these people are facing. And then you can work out whether the technology that we have can solve those problems. But I think when you're looking at the at the global landscape, it doesn't hurt. You know, an email doesn't hurt. Picking up the phone doesn't hurt. Definitely. What's your thoughts on the Suez Canal situation that happened a few months prior? And how can we avoid this catastrophe from happening again? <laughs> uh, yeah, that I mean, listen, that was uh, that was an interesting situation. I believe that the people who run the Suez Canal are, are planning to to make secondary or tertiary entrance points and that sort of thing. But uh, I'm afraid my knowledge on on canal works is not up there. Uh, I do know that you know it had a, it had a, a knock on effect in terms of supplies. So obviously, there were there were loads of of ships when you know carrying stuff from. The Far East, for example, that that needed to come through the sewers, and and yes, yeah, so some some of our supply would have been delayed 
fortunately they managed to solve the problem in relatively good time. But yeah, that that could have had a, a real knock on had that continued any longer. Well, look, Justin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for talking me. to you. It really has. And thank you for painting your picture. Oh, no, sorry. No, I won't use that analogy for chefing, for cooking up. Thanks for stirring the broth. Stirring the <laughs> broth of what innovation means to you guys at Actisense. And, and also to say thank you, Actisense. And I mean this genuinely in terms of what you guys are doing on a world level that I always think what you're doing helps to shine a light really on what's coming from Dorset, which I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about. And you know, so thank you, Actisense, for Proud doing things great. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Justin. Take care. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to my chat with Justin. We release new episodes twice a month, so please subscribe and catch up on the episodes you've missed so far. We've talked to some great Dorset businesses about a whole array of different subjects. Hopefully you'll find the chats insightful and learn something new. Thanks for listening again.